You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I feel like Chris McIntosh has taken all of the lessons he learned from Barry Alvarez and Pat Richter before up and said, why not think championship? Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champions? Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Feel the excitement, Matt Hamilton. We are, for a change, tipsy on hype for the Badgers and not <laughs> Coors Light. Or maybe Coors Light for you too, but let's go. A little bit of both. Yeah, no, I wish, I wish more. Um, more Coors Light. Golf courses don't send out the Bev cart until the afternoon, typically. So, did they know Matt Hamilton was know, there? I Gold sh- medal drinker no, and I, curler. I didn't think ahead. I should have stuffed a couple in the golf bag. I'm going to blame that for the reason I was terrible at golf today. That's All right, you did. Now you golf the bridges, which is a tight course, and you're, yes, it's you're very narrow. You're a big <laughs> stick, and so at times. <laughs> A tight course with a big stick is tough to navigate. Yeah, well, I was I started out okay. I think honestly, uh, when I started to loosen up is when golf took a turn. When really? I was still a little bit tight, like I basically got out of the car onto the tee box, and yeah, I think I was it was I was kept in check with uh, having not loosened up. And now, who'd you golf with? Uh, our Indianapolis Colt fan, Derek, friend of show. Yes. Uh, he is beside himself with the whole Jonathan Taylor stuff going on right, <laughs> right now. I, right, like he doesn't know how to feel because if any other team, he'd be siding with the running back. But right now, he's like, as a Colts fan, it's like, let him walk. We don't need him. We're the Colts. <laughs> well, meanwhile, the Colts uh, <laughs> asked for basically every good player from the Dolphins and draft picks for a guy who they also don't value at all. We don't want this guy. He stinks. Give us Jalen Waddle. Give us Wilkinson. Uh, and give us two draft picks. Because <laughs> he, he stinks, but you want him. <laughs> yeah, but not for you. And the Packers were willing. Uh, Josina Anderson reported that uh, the Packers are willing to max out, basically pay Jonathan Taylor. So they were they were legitimately in, or in Matt Hamilton's world, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. I kind of get a feeling that you're a little bit of conspiracy theorist on Goody with the Packers of like they want to make it look like they would have done all these things. Yes, but, but they, they don't but, actually want to do all these things. They would never pull the trigger. Like, yes, we'll give him a max deal and we will trade for him. We will give you AJ Dillon in a seventh rounder. But like, if you'll do that, we'll, <laughs> then we're all in. I, I don't. I. They didn't come out with any details of what not was on potential. what they offered. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, that would not surprise me <laughs> if that was the offer that they were uh, right? going to give up for Jonathan Taylor. I would be like, okay, that that tracks. They don't actually want him. The yeah. Packers love to say they kick the tires, and they want everyone to know they kick the tires. But we know what the Packers do, and the Packers don't pick up. They don't pick up players. That's fine. We're moving on though past the Packers. Yeah, it we're is on. It's Badger season. It is Badger Saturday tomorrow. The hype for the Wisconsin Badgers through the roof. And we are thrilled about it. Ryan Wollishon behind the glass. And if you are tuning in, you hadn't heard, Rutledge and Hamilton also excited that we are moving to drive time starting on September 11th. And then you'll get uh, former Badgers... 
Ben Brust and Brad Nortman in this time slot along with Kyle Wallace uh, from The Truth in Milwaukee. So that'll be our new 2-4 to four show here in Madison. Matt and I are going 4-6, to six, so we get you on the drive home. And a good producer would have had Take Me Home Tonight queued up and ready to go. <laughs> oh, just in, what is a new yeah. open? No, Take like a new, home? like every time I say that, you should have just, just be like, oh, be brain, just be tonight. ready. Yes. yes. I think we might overplay that song in that case, guys. We're excited about it. We're Good. excited about it. You cannot overplay songs by Eddie Money. That is truth. <laughs> I mean, the man's name is Eddie Money. Uh, who doesn't like Take Me Home Tonight? Just to refrain, not the whole song. All right, but I want to ask this question. And we heard it in the open. I want to hear it again. Evan Cohen, our new drive time host, Canty Cohen and Smallman. That'll start on Tuesday on ESPN Madison. ESPN National Show, but Evan Cohen, a Madison graduate. And he knows what it means to be a Wisconsin sports fan. Oh, yeah. And he had this to say to us yesterday. I feel like Chris McIntosh has taken all of the lessons he learned from Barry Alvarez and Pat Richter before up and said, why not think championship? Am I wrong to think that McIntosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? So we're asking you, 844-770-3776, is Evan Cohen wrong in saying that Fickle was hired to win championships? Easier said, will the Badgers win a national title with Luke Fickle? 844-770-3776. We are asking you, will the Wisconsin Badgers football team win a title with Luke Fickle as their head football coach? Oh, man, the, the optimist part of me, like, honestly, my gut reaction was to look at you dead in the eye and say, yes, no doubt. Statistically, oh, man, what what do we think is a realistic time frame for Fickle? We love to say, what, 10 years, but, like, realistically, it's, like, five for coaches in a lot of places? It de- I mean, Wisconsin is yeah. a place where I think people do come you to stay. your teeth in a little longer. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to stick on the optimist side. I think... There's so much buzz right now. He's got players coming in from all over. We've got more good quarterbacks than we know what to do with right now in our quarterback room, or at least prospects. So I'm, I think it's in. I think there's a very good chance that if, we're, if we don't win a title, we will certainly be in a title game, I think, with Luke Fickle at some point. Pat from Madison chimes in. Got to the doorstep with Cincy with the power of Wisconsin behind him. He can, yes. Why would it, we hire anyone who wasn't ready to do that? I, I get that sentiment, but I don't think when the Badgers hired Paul Christ, they thought national titles are around the corner. It was more the old school way of Badger athletics, which is we're going to hire a good coach, we're going to do our Badger things, and that'll lead to good results. Hopefully that'll put us an opportunity to win a national championship. But that is not Matt Hamilton phone. <laughs> not the case with Luke Fickle. I think the expectation when you hired him is to win a national championship sooner than later. At Cincinnati, as Pat from Madison hinted at, he was at the doorstep. 2018, 11 wins, 2 losses, won the Military Bowl. 2019, 11-3, won the Birmingham Bowl. 2020, which was a disjointed season, only 10 games, 9-1, and lost the Peach Bowl. As high as 6 in the country, in 2020. Finished the season 8th in the country. 2021. 13 wins. College football playoffs. As high as number 2 in the entire country. 4th in the AP. Lost the Cotton Bowl. And then last year, or excuse me, 2022, 
He was, which was last year, won nine of their 12 games and then won the guaranteed rate bowl with the Badgers. He's 1-0 with the Badgers. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did technically take over that. I forgot. <laughs> so Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, and I know it's a softer schedule, but you have no room for error, was the first coach ever to take a non-Power 5 conference to the college football playoffs. A team, I mean, uh, Notre Dame is an independent, but they are Power 5. So he is one, the first one yeah. to take it from a non-Power 5 conference, because Notre Dame is not in a conference, to the college football playoff. Yeah, and you mentioned that, obviously, it was a group of five schedule. It's not as tough as the Power 5 Big Ten schedule, but on the way to the playoff that year, they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame in South Bend. That was the year Jack Cohn was there as a quarterback. So, I mean, it's not like they had a walkthrough schedule, and even when they got to the playoff, they obviously ran into Alabama and you know maybe didn't quite stand the match. But, you know, it it's they showed that they were worth being there. I think so too, and I mean, to your point, as well. To your point as well, I think that uh, the Fickle did have an easier schedule, but he there was no room for error. If you lost any of those games that were supposed to be wins or deemed lesser teams because you're not in a powerful conference, you're out. You're you have no chance at making that playoff. So what he did is incredible at Cincinnati and. Makes a good point. He's got the Wisconsin Athletics behind him now, so they the sky's the limit. Kyle Lapon chimes in. I'm not sure if they'll win one when Luke is here, but we will win one because of him, similar to Butch Davis building up Miami, and then he won a national title after he left. I think a lot of people expect Luke Fickle to go to Ohio State. I'm probably going to have this come back and bite me, but I think the more likely scenario of Luke Fickle ever leaving Wisconsin, which I still do not think is incredibly likely, might be to the pros, Mm. as you mentioned Butch Davis. Right. Because if Luke Fickle can lift Wisconsin into a playoff team or win a title with them, if he wants to, now it depends, does he view the pros as the next step? Right. But if he does that, the pros will come calling. And remember, everyone says Ohio State, and Ohio State would definitely want Luke Fickle if he's lifting up Wisconsin. Wisconsin would pony up the money. This is a little different era than even when Barry Alvarez was here. There's more money available now because of name and likeness. McIntosh has more money, money more money available yeah, to fill the coffers here. Right. So Wisconsin can pay, but I think the other part for Ohio State is that look, they're go- they have coaches galore. Like They can hire anyone, which mm-hmm. means Luke Fickle is not competing against other Ohio State alums. He's competing against every football coach available. And so I think, honestly, if I was going to bet on it, Luke Fickle going anywhere, it would be to the pros. But that's not what we're asking you right now. 844-770-3776. Do you think the Wisconsin Badgers will win a title with Luke Fickle as their head football coach? would like to point out last night, Matt, I'm sure you didn't see this, which you did not miss out on anything. <laughs> Nebraska and Minnesota are trash football programs this year. Now, I, I did check in on that a couple times. I also wanted to check in on our friend Graham Mertz because of our poll. Also trash uh, last night. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of throws, which got, got a lot of yards. Yeah, 333 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and all that was garbage because I think they were down 17-3 to at halftime. Oh, uh, yeah, they were down 17-3. to um, well, Florida They actually got another up. touchdown. They didn't score their lone touchdown until the fourth quarter, so they were down yeah. like 24-3. to Yeah, it was garbage point. time numbers. Game, yeah. yeah, so not great for Graham Mertz. It wasn't necessarily To be fair, Utah's ball. a good team. They didn't have their best quarterback in, but that Barnes kid, uh, he, from the highlights I saw, he looked pretty good. His first out. play he threw 
was like a 70-yard touchdown pass, his first play as a starting quarterback uh, in college. Yeah, it's safe to say it's the Florida cool. team did not help uh, Mertz out very much. Florida Mertz doesn't have a lot of support, just like maybe he didn't oh, in Wisconsin. Also, I don't know. You might have this for Stones, but this it's too funny to not bring up. Florida had forced a punt, mm-hmm. and they it was like fourth and four, and there was a penalty on the play on Florida. But it wasn't like a excessive roughness or a weird hit or anything like that. They had two players on the field with number three. It was an equipment <sighs> violation for five yards, which gave them the first down. But the guy was supposed to be number 33. But I don't know why he had a jersey that was number three. They leave thirty three back in in Florida. They forget the jersey or something. What, I, mean. I, I don't. I honestly don't know what happened. But I saw it during the like highlights. They're saying they had a penalty because there's two number threes on the field. That is so hilarious. You would think they're a state school or something. They can't even count the number of threes on the field. <laughs> I mean, the they are time. the lesser football school right now in the, in the state, state of Florida. Of Florida. Yeah. They Absolutely. might be. They might be fourth. Behind FAU. Behind FAU. <laughs> maybe. Well, UCF got a huge win last night, too. Right. I was thinking maybe UCF, hey, Miami. FA, and... FAU's football coach is Tom Herman from uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah. 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 And so I think he was a former Ohio State assistant as well before yeah. that. So he's a guy that uh, maybe could turn that program around. At one point, they had Lane Kiffin. They won a bowl game. So, yeah, they might be able to surpass the Gators down there in Florida. Wisconsin Volleyball, before we go to break, they swept, so they are still number one, kicked the bejesus out of Arkansas uh, down in Arkansas. So that team and friend of show, Devin Robinson, still crushing it. Literally, Devin's like just crushing volleyballs on a regular basis, (laughs) keeping uh, the women's volleyball team number one in the country. College game day is tomorrow, Matt Hamilton. You and I get to go there and like party and drink Mm -hmm. Coors Light because the mountains are blue, you know what to do. That's crush. Some Coors Lights on a game day. And later today, there'll be a college game day takeover of Scalzo and Brust. Uh, that'll be yep. Colin Russo. That'll be Brad Nortman. Yep, Brad Nortman. And then Adam Mertz, an old head. Do you know Matt? Do you know him, Matt Hamilton? Yeah. Adam Mertz used to write Graham's for the. Dad. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> not Graham Mertz. Don't bring dad. up Graham Mertz to Adam. <laughs> He's not happy. I believe it. He used to write for the uh, Cap Times State Journal. And uh, it's been on College Game Day for a long time. Happy to have him back so yeah. he can provide a little Got context. Got rid of him for writing nepotism in his yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, just favoring his son in doing articles. Yeah, he could be on with us when his son was playing. <laughs> Slightly all, he biased. Say, all he would say is that Graham Mertz for Heisman all the time. And we're like, like Adam. <laughs> We are lying, by the way. Just, just to be clear, <laughs> we are lying. He is not Graham Mertz's dad. <laughs> I was so nervous to ask him that when he when he when I first met him. I was like, the Mertz thing, like that's not just a coincidence, right? Like, right, you got Ryan, Wohler, right, right, Wollersheim. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. as someone who it happens to all the time, I should be a little more sensitive. Yeah, you should be a little <laughs> bit more sensitive. This is Roger Hamilton. We should all be more sensitive. Presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Oh, here she go, either a little too high or a little too low. Got no self-esteem and vertical, cause she thinks she's made of candy. Hey, ho, here she go, either a little too loud or a little too close. Got a hurricane in the back of her throat, she thinks she's made of candy. 844-770-3776. Do you think Luke Fickle will win a national title with the Wisconsin Badgers football team while he is while he's here? Which is a multi 
to your question yes. about Hamilton and turn on your microphone. Because <laughs> I, I will never learn how to do this consistently. <laughs> Well, it's a multi-tiered question because it's how long do you think Fickle will be here and do you think the Badgers can actually get it done? I agree. I think the answer is yes as well. I think when it's all said and done, Luke Fickle will bring a title to Wisconsin football. And I do think it's a wake-up call to the rest of the programs. I was thinking about this the other day. Great guard has an opportunity this season to rewrite his story with the Badger, with the Badger basketball team because... Right now, you could say his last few years have gone similar to Chris because Chris had his had a big run and had a big explosion, and everyone's kind of surprised he was fired. But then you look back on it, and I was Jonathan Taylor was the guy who lifted Paul's offense to a premier level. Jonathan Taylor, one of the top ten players probably in the NFL, at least non-quarterback, definitely non-quarterback top ten players in the NFL, right. and was one of those players in college football. And he, while he was here. Maybe covered up some sins that were going on in the program, not mortal sins, but just sins of running a maybe a program that was on a decline. Out of had date. Taylor. That's it. Out of date. Out of date. So mm-hmm. he was able to kind of hide that. Yeah, cover those warts. Yeah. Then we go Johnny Davis, not having the NBA career that everyone thought he might have, but a lottery pick at Wisconsin. That one year was remarkable. Hit and, a lot of warts. I mean, and it hit a lot kind of warts. Of, but we like we saw that team. That team was Johnny Davis, so right? Like, but I mean, but those who wanted at the want, end of the day, when you just looked at the win and loss column, it hid the warts. But if you saw any yeah. of the games, well, we like, saw that were, shake out in the tournament. Yeah. But last year was down, and now the question is, and this is an opportunity, and I think Greg Guard is embracing it. So I'm expecting this team to look promising next year. I don't think they're going to have some sort of massive jump, but I'm ex- expecting Badger basketball to look promising next year with their returning players and some of the youngsters they, they mixed in. I think we're going to see the Badger basketball program bounce in a positive direction, like how we hope Badger football is going to bounce last year. Obviously, that bounce just landed and deflated. I mean, you're talking then about we, the NIT semifinalists right now, bud. Right. Uh, I think... Yeah, so I think they'll make the tournament next year, the Badger basketball team. But I think it's going to feel good about making a tournament. Some of the young players are going to be there. So, And I think that's part of McIntosh, whether it's saying it directly, Chris McIntosh, the athletic director for Wisconsin, or implying it through his actions. It's either get with the times and recruit at a higher level, or you'll be gone. And I think Greg Gard and his staff has embraced that. So I do expect them to turn things around and look promising next year. And I think that is the new standard here. And you're going to see it with hockey. And you've seen it with wrestling. Obviously, the women's volleyball team is one of the best in the country. The women's uh, hockey team is always one of the best in the country. And I think McIntosh, when he, as, as athletic director, saying, I want all of our programs to be best in the country, especially our moneymakers, which is men's basketball and men's football. And men's football looks like... They have taken that major step, and we'll, we'll see in a few months if Badger basketball takes a step forward, which I think they will. I don't think it's going to be as big of a step that Badger football is taking, right. but I think if you see a step forward, you're going to see an, you know great guard have a nice long career here. But with Badger football, the players that he's bringing in with the name and likeness money and the recruiting portal and the transfer portal, excuse me, Matt, I, I'm with you. It feels like this team can win a title, 844-770-3776. Do you think the Badgers will win a national title with Luke Fickle as their head football coach? What about you, Wooly? Um, I think Luke Fickle is here for at least five seasons. I think that, that I feel good about saying that. And I think within that I think within that time frame, within five years, they will go to a college football playoff, especially with it expanding. 
I still got to say, I just don't see them actually winning one. It's it, That's such a giant hill to climb. I could see them getting to the final, the semifinal, maybe even to a college football national championship, but winning it, I think, might take more than five years. That was Buzz Killington with the, with the, with the Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> Look, Somebody I, call in. You're boo. not getting on the air. Just boo Ryan. He'll pick up. <laughs> yeah, please. 844-770-3776. Call in. And when boo Ryan picks Ryan. up the phone, just boo him. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to be a little realistic, all right? I think that there are going to be incredible strides under Luke Fickle. There already have been, just in this offseason like Jim well, talked about. It seems like it. Yes, right? 100%. But I just... I think that getting to that next level takes maybe a little bit longer, and I could see it within, who knows, maybe the next decade. Then again, who knows what college football will look like in a decade. But no, I think they'll Two get conferences. there. Two conferences. <laughs> most likely, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I think that within the next five years, it's a little too far to reach right now. Hater! He's drinking that haterade. Clearly. <laughs> but right now, 63% of our fans say the Badgers are out of reach still of a national championship. We're not saying this year, folks. I understand if 63% of you wanted to say it's not going to happen this year. But realistically, the Badgers have one game that feels hard to win, which is Ohio State. The rest, some might be coin tosses, but I'm sorry. Nobody in the Big Ten scares me with this Badgers roster. You're talking this year? Yes. Yeah, I I agree with you. If you look at, let's get into the over-unders here in a second, but if you look at this Badgers roster, it is, I don't know. 30% 30% better than last year? Yeah, especially at the wide receiver position. I mean, there's real, real depth at wide receiver like I mean, there's never been before. I love I love the wide receiver tape, but like, let's be real. Our quarterback oh, yeah, has proven himself to be a quarterback who can play at the college football level. The last time the Badgers had a quarterback that transferred from another school and proved that he could play at a high level at the NCAA level was Russell Wilson. Right? Yes, that is correct. Let's like, let's go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. And I'm with you on that. They've upgraded. Just thinking about it, they unquestionably have updated the quarterback room and the wide receiver room. I would say the defensive backfield as well. And backfield. I think the running back room is better. Braylon Allen, like, I hate, I this is gonna sound really weird saying this. He was still a kid last year. Yeah. Like he's turning twenty. What? 19. Uh, he's, he's 19 currently turning 19. 20 this year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the guy needs he is going to grow up. Like he is bigger than he was last year. Like yep. he is going to be that much well, harder to tackle. Scheme. He is another year smarter and wiser. He's probably faster and more explosive like Chesmalusi is going to be a great complement. Like this is going to be I think you I could confidently say that all the skill positions on offense are better than they were last year. Yeah. 844-770-3776. Will the Badgers win a national championship under Luke Fickle? But we're going to play a little bit of uh, gambling on a Friday here. So Nice. Ryan, what do we have for our first over-under for Badger football? So Matt already brought I up. love this music on a side note. This is college game college day music. College football game day music. You know how oh. we do... Let's make Bad, a big band music. I know, right? but like, no, that yeah, part sucks. But like, otherwise, you know how the other shows do the NFL music for their standard? 
Yeah. I want this to be our standard because Ooh. we're in Madison. We're going to yeah. be the drive time show. We are the we are Madison's drive time show. So this is going to be like list music. Yeah, this is our list music going forward. Can I'm, we make that happen? I am fully here for I'm that, Jim. I'm a big fan of marching bands, so I am here for this. Oh, the pop and circumstance of college football, it's incredible. Let's That's incredible. Go. So let's fire it up. This is our new list music, and let's go. All right, so... As Matt brought up, they have the transfer quarterback. They have Tanner Mordecai coming over from SMU. He had 77 touchdowns over the past two years. What is it? Uh, oh, I think he had almost over 7,000 passing yards. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, the last quarterback who came to Wisconsin as a transfer, Russell Wilson from NC State, set the single-season passing yardage record with 31.75. So do you guys think Tanner Mordecai becomes the new Badgers single-season passing record holder this coming season. Does he pass over under 3,175 yards? Jim? I'm going to go over on that. I think that number is attainable and I know Russell was huge here, but the Badgers were also still a very traditional running team and I think I think Tanner can beat that number because that number seems incredibly low for college. Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Especially in this scheme, yes. Yeah, especially in this scheme. So, Matt, what are your thoughts? I'll bring up Drake May's stats who played in this this scheme last year. I'm going to smash the over. I I think there's a very feasible chance that we're close to like 3,800 yards instead of just 3,100. 3,800? All right. Because this... It's a 12-game regular season schedule. Right, and I... I remember Russell Wilson, he, he had some good weapons to throw to, but this is one of the most stacked wide receiver rooms I can remember on in paper. Papers. Yeah. On paper. They had two great receivers, Jared Aberderis, Nick Toon. Can we start year. with Nick Toon? Nick Toon? Okay. Yeah. Nick right, Toon right. and Jared Aberderis. Oh, Jared Aberderis is one of the guys with 1,000 yards or more receiving in a season. Yeah, but put some respect on Nick Toon's name. Nick That's Toon awesome. was incredible. I think yes. they were both great. Yes. I mean, they can't both be great. Well, just saying lead with the greater All right. one, Nick All right. Thank you. Fair. All right. But, Matt, you were saying? 4,321 yards for Drake May last year with North Carolina in right. his offense. So, Ooh. I said 38. Granted, I do think we're going to run more. We still yeah. are going to run more than... Uh, so, they ran 51% of the time, I think, last year at North Carolina, or maybe okay. you up to 55. It was a higher split to run to pass. But, I, I get what you're saying, Matt. I think that split could be 55 to 60% here. Right. But I, I still think that allows more to take some shots down the field. Oh yeah, and, and when you're running that much, it's going to free up those guys. The, the linebackers might not drop back; like they might crowd the box a little bit when you're running the ball a lot. Those over the top, like those kind of like uh, touch throws over the linebackers, but short of the DBs yeah. are going to be a lot easier throws when they when they're trying to treat that run with respect. So I think Mordecai is going to feast this year. So we're both going over on that. We will play more of over-under on the other side. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. $90 million in jackpots so far this year. Wow! Almost $3 million in jackpots last month alone. Or excuse me, last week alone. The largest win last week, $38,000. In July, last month, well, we got to get the new numbers for September. But in July, 11 million jackpots. Largest win was $60,000. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
56% of you are doubters of Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers football team. Yesterday, new ESPN Madison and ESPN National Morning Show host Evan Cohen of Canty Cohen and Smallman posed the question to Matt and I, do we think that Chris McIntosh hired Luke Fickle to win a national championship here at the University of Wisconsin? Matt and I both think the answer is yes. And you can hear that Wisconsin On Demand, Apple, Spotify, and all those great places. If you missed that interview, brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. <laughs> RevivePros.com uh, is the site. Our good friend Josh over there. And uh, our, right now it is 56% no, 44% yes. And I think that's going to end up being a little more 50-50 by the end of the show. I think it should hopefully get a little bit more like 51-49 yes. I think... Re- I think people are guarding their hearts a little bit. I think they're like Ryan. They understand the difficulty of, like, because at the end of the day, like, if we get there, we're going to have to play Georgia, right? Yeah, that's fair. And Georgia's, I feel like they could take on, like, Arizona right now, (laughs) you know? They're like the Monstars. Yeah, Yeah, they really are. So, I mean, I I don't hate people for guarding their hearts a little bit, but I... Want, I, I want to be optimistic. Let's say this. Badger basketball knocked out Kentucky, which was the Monstars. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. should have beaten Duke if it wasn't for the referees. So <laughs> it didn't happen, but we were, what, a half inch away? A missed call on the... Fingertip? Uh, yeah, on the a fingertip. Phantom fingertip? Yeah. Yes. If that doesn't happen, we got a natty hanging up. At the Cole Center. Let's continue on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Let's continue Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton, Wooly behind the glass, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Let's continue our over-under game. I'll turn it up. I love it. Oh, yeah. There All we go. All the way up. There we go, Jim. Yeah, and as we were talking, we were talking about Tanner Mordecai's over-under passing yards for the season. But there's another over-under I'm interested. We talked about how deep the skill position is this year for the Badgers. All these wide receivers. Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi coming back. Guys. Are the Badgers going to have over or under two skill position players with more than 1,000 scrimmage yards this season? Matt, oh. why don't you go first this time? Oh, man. I'm smashing the yes. over. We might have smashing. three. We yeah. might have three, three players over 1,000 yards. yards. Yes. I mean, wait, like, I think, I honestly think that Braylon's going to get his chance to feast, but I think so is Chez, and I think Chez Malusi is going to flirt with 1,000 yards. I think okay. both backs will have yeah. over 1,000 total I, yards. I'm confident yards. Okay. Jim Ray is going to get real flipping close to 1,000 yards as well. So being the realist again, the only reason I think that might not happen, yeah, obviously that Badger hater behind the glass, the only reason I think it might not happen is because they have so many, so so deep of a wide receiver room that That's I don't true. know if any one guy is going to stand out and command that many receptions. If you look at what Phil Longo did at North Carolina, he's only had a 1,000-yard receiver once or twice in the four years he was there, one of which was just uh, Josh Downs, who was just selected in the second round of the NFL draft. I believe he's going to go play for the uh, Panthers, actually. And it doesn't seem like it's an offense that focuses on one single player it focuses on who's open who's got the hot hand so that's why i would think that maybe two and a half over that is a little bit too ambitious this year so last year chas malusi was hurt at two right i said over under two and a half oh i'm still taking the over yeah i think both backs will get it so last year chas malusi was injured and he had basically 500 yards from scrimmage the year before that at wisconsin he was 900 so, I think 
I don't think it's wild to think that Ches Malusi will get there this year. And all we really need here, now Matt, what we need to do for these season-long ones, we need the Badgers to beat the snot out of Buffalo. I mean, like, oh, we yeah, need an yeah. old yeah, yeah, yeah. Bielema, like, just like, yeah. rip. I'm just going to give you the figure. That's my only concern with any of this is more of like, I think Fickle's... I think Fickle knows that you've it, got to put a, a print on the AP poll. You can't yes, just go yes. out there and beat someone 31-0. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite what it had to be. I think Fickle's a good balance between Bielema, who was just a spiteful, spiteful former uh, Arkansas hog. Uh, and so... Where's <laughs> <laughs> her back. And, which is a type of hog, right? Yes, that is okay, correct. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. He was doing pig calls down there, right? Woo pig suey, yeah. Yeah. So uh, nothing I said was not factual. <laughs> no, no, fair, fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. That that that's that's so, a fact. He would self-defecate. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Paul was too much of a, a gentleman. And you to, sit, to go back on the Bielema thing. He may or may not have self-defecated. We don't know that, but we do know. <laughs> he said that, it, didn't he? Yes. So that's what I'm setting up. That those who are new to the show. I really wish we had the audio. I've reached out to friends to see if we could find it anywhere. We used to. Uh, yes, I had it, but you know, uh. system changes. He was saying he had uh, self deprecating. Self deprecating. Deprecating. Yeah, yeah. But he said self defecating humor. Yes. So that's where that comes from. Brett Bielema, not a wordsmith. Yeah. Misused. <laughs> <laughs> Misused the phrase and said he had self-defecating humor. I can Which there. I mean, look, if we yeah. laugh hard enough, we've all laughed hard enough and pooped a little. I yeah. mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah, I've self-defecated I mean, during a sports center once or twice. Just, it happens. Like, he likes just body yes, humor. Yes. That's that's all I'm getting from that. So, anyways, I think Fickle's an like, and Paul was a gentleman, and so <laughs> like Paul would be like, "We're up 14. Let's just pull the starters, and we'll just." We'll just run Gen- the ball. Yeah, gentleman's agreement there. Well, he's going to run the ball. Winner, winner, winner. <laughs> up, up 15, down 15, we're running the football. <laughs> we're running oh, yeah. the football. <laughs> but part of that pale, uh, boys. I, I think I think Fickle has got a little bit of pizzazz to him. He understands a little sizzle. Well, so, you gotta you got to have a little sizzle if you want to get noticed. But also, the- week one, under Fickle. with And here's the thing. I think Longo's got a lot of fizzle. Oh, like, yeah. So I think they're going to – I think they want to put up 50. They – Longo likes to run it up every yeah, once in a while. So I think if the, I set the over under at 48 for total Badger points in this first game, you'd take the over? Yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna shoot for over fifty. What's the actual over under of the game? The actual over under is fifty five, Matt. <laughs> the, wow. the spread is Wisconsin minus twenty eight. I'd bet the over and the spread. Yeah, I don't know about the over is tough because you got you actually gotta gotta hope that Buffalo scores. The Badgers can put up that kind of point. They're gonna put up 56? They'll put up fifty six alone. Yeah, that's a lot of play. That's a lot of touchdowns, boys. I think they want to announce their presence with authority, especially Longo. I imagine that this football. I mean, this is game one. If you. If there was ever a time to just say mercy rule is not going to be in effect, yes. it is this game. Yes, because yeah. you also can then, after the game, with a straight face-ish, say, we have to work on things. We have Washington State next, and we need to be ready for that team. We've lost them. We have to go on the road. Yeah. So we needed to make sure our guys felt good. So Tanner Mordecai had to throw seven touchdown passes. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner Mordecai had to throw for 600 yards <laughs> right. today. Jim and Matt have some numbers to hit this yes. year. They no, know, I, I honestly think there's a very good chance this could be the highest scoring game for the Badgers this year. Yeah, okay, makes sense. That it's or Georgia Southern. Po- we yeah, Georgia Southern. No, that's honestly like 
What's the old phrase? Like, well, Matt can explain this one. No. Kissing your sister. I mean, I, like you beat up what? on that team. Huh? No, Why no, would like, you be rude to me? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no, the that old is... phrase is like beating Georgia Southern is like kissing your sister. Okay. So, like, I beating know up. the phrase yeah, you're talking about. But I don't but have a sister. Why would you look at me? <laughs> You've never kissed your sister? Says. No. Ever? I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> Guys, where, where are we going right now? I have my no point idea. is this going? My point is Matt Hamilton has kissed his sister at some point. It's like, <laughs> but otherwise, okay. get Kathy on the phone. But like, what I wanted, what I was trying to get at is, have you heard the phrase before, Ryan? Yes, I've heard. Okay. Your so sister. what I was trying yes. to get at, though, beating Georgia Southern is like, there's no juice to that. Like, then you're okay. almost like a bully. Like okay. you're you're beating. It's like the older brother beating up his like a 15 year old brother beating up his six year old brother. Like. It's like it's not fun, like you know. Well, so like, what's Buffalo? Buffalo's like at least twelve year old. Yeah, like and you're the fifteen year old boy. Like Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern was at the FCS yeah. level a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a division tier below what Badgers currently play at. Yeah, so there's a diff- <laughs> there's a there's a difference here. Like putting up. So 50- you think this will still be a higher scoring game? Than yeah, that? I think. Well, because oh, we'll pull our guys. Yes. Okay. And now could the youngster? Could the backups go in and ball out? Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I don't think they'll stop them, but. For me, Buffalo, I could see the Badgers playing their starters. If nothing else, a lot of these players are first time at Camp Randall. Yeah. Let them play through the jump around. Feel the vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then get one drive after. That's what I'm saying. Through it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I do have one other prop bet that I can throw at you guys quickly before the break. So you're talking about margin of victory. Well... Under Paul Chris' seven-year tenure, as eight-year tenure, seven and a half-year tenure, sorry, <laughs> as the Badgers head coach, his team's largest margin of victory for a single season, average per game, was 19.9 points per game. The Badgers won by average in 2017. So I ask you guys, this season, first year with Luke Fickle as the head coach, do the Badgers win by an average of more than 19.9 points per game? I'm going to say yes because we're winning this first one 56 to 0. That's a, that's a good margin there. <laughs> They're going to need to really beat up on Georgia Southern. They might need to put up 100 on Georgia Southern. Well, look, uh, you know what? I feel good about it. I watch I watched too much. I'm of, all in on this Badgers yeah, team. Yeah, and right I watched now. too I'm much of yeah. Minnesota Nebraska yesterday. Yep. Those teams stink. They're rough. Yeah, rough. bad. I mean, Minis- both those teams should have lost. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota took a horrendous sack and then had their running back like save their butts because he got them back in the field goal range. Yep. Otherwise, they would have gone into overtime against a Nebraska team that is far from ready to compete. And I've, and even look, Nebraska was up and they should have beaten Nebraska. Should have beaten Minnesota at home. Yeah, turned that the ball was over a, twice in the last five minutes. That, that game was a slap fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was it was brutal. <laughs> do we have? Mo- well, we're gonna do some more over unders on the other side because Matt and I want to come up with some prop bets okay. that we can bet as well and yeah. put it out to our listeners. But Matt, I know you love a good bush. <laughs> that I do, and I love my friends over at Olson Tune. They have got my landscaping in my house looking fantastic. They got it back up to snuff. I just let it get a little out of control this spring. They were helping. They helped me get it back on track. I've got the new mulch down. My front yard looks great. And they can do the same for you. Sometimes you might not feel like you can catch up. Sometimes you got outdoor projects that you just don't want to do. Olsen Tune can help from concrete work, pools, landscape work, and more. Olsen Tune is here to help. They do anything you need for uh, from businesses to your personal home for any outdoor landscaping or living need you may have. Check them out. Go online. Get their, get a free estimate on your next home project from OlsonTune.com. 
This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Badgers win over or under eight and a half games this year. That is the new spread for the Badgers victory. Really? Yes. Our oh friend my. of show, Ken Rovac, former market manager here at ESPN Madison, was in the office yesterday, and he said that earlier this year he had an eight, and he bet that, and he's like, that seemed like the easiest money you could ever win. Yeah. So yes, eight and a half seems pretty easy, too. I I thought it was nine and a half. Like, I went out there and talked with Colin Russo, and we thought it was nine and a half. Where did you get your eight and a half from there, Wooly? Uh, I don't know which sports book I got it from, but that's the one I have seen whenever I've gone out to look at it. And the majority of sports books have it at eight and a half. Well, there you go. Or it's from the Wooly sports book. He's giving you eight and a half. <laughs> from the ESPN Madison sports book. <laughs> He's on the hook for it. Uh, <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Wooly behind the glass. Are we the only people doing our show regularly today? Uh, that might be the case. Yeah, honestly, there's no Jesse Nelson this morning. There's no Scalzo and Brust on Scalzo and Brust. I think it's just us guys. I think we're the only ones committed to this. Tausch did the show today. Yeah, Tausch, oh, Tausch okay. and uh, Willie were both on the show this morning. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, Jesse but, was gone. Though. Yeah, but well, no Jesse. We got the I regular mean, show. Strofe's just taking off again. I don't know. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's, he's just checked out. Yeah, that's he, fine. He's on the farm. Yeah, he's on the producer farm. <laughs> <laughs> He's eating some glue, yeah, <laughs> or is glue? I don't or know. Is, yeah, or is glue? Uh, whatever. So uh, you can chime in on that eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do the Badgers win more than eight and a half games this year? I say yes. And right now, with twenty votes in, ninety percent of people say yes. Yeah. So we have belief that the Badgers are a ten win team, most likely, but we do not believe that they'll win a national championship under Luke Fickle. So far. Matt and I agree they win. Matt and I think they will win a national championship, and we definitely think they'll win eight and a half games this year. We now are going to do some of our. Well, did you have any more prop bets for us, Ryan Wolfsheim? Uh Those are the primary ones that I have. Okay, I maybe we, we can could, we could circle back to some other yeah. ones. But eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I want you guys to chime in on some of the props that Matt and I came up with. Fire the music up, please. <laughs> College game day. There it is. There we go. Matt, what was the uh, prop bet that you came up with? So the first one that I like, <clears throat> my personal favorite, is an interesting one. We have a new style of offense, right? Air Raid. Yep. Badgers, big running team, maybe one of the best backs in college football. Top five, I think, is what we were told. Number four, I think. Uh, Braylon Allen, as yeah. far as an NFL prospect, yes, according to Mel Kuyper. Yep. According to Mel Kuyper, number four back in the league, or in all of uh, NCAA football. So my question is, are the Badgers going to have over-under 21? That is how many touchdowns they had last year rushing. Are they going to have more or less rushing touchdowns this year? Hmm. So I'll say 21 and a half. 21 and a half? I would... If I can go first on this one. Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm staring right at you. You are staring right at me. So I think I would definitely say over because I do think this offense is going to put up a lot of points. I think they're going to average close to 30 points per game, in which case I do expect it to be an even split of passing and rushing touchdowns. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they still have more rushing touchdowns than passing just because you get down in that low red zone 
it's easier to run the ball in than it is to throw the ball in. So I think they might have. I mean, they averaged twenty six point three points last year. Last year, but this 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 they're team, gonna go. They're gonna average like thirty three or better. Yeah, that's year. that's probably a good point, actually, man. Yeah, I feel pretty comfortable saying over twenty one and a half. Alrighty, I will agree with you guys. I think that I think they're just gonna score more touchdowns. So I think that that's going to be. Now it w- did end up being an even split, twenty-one touchdowns through the air, twenty-one through the, on the ground last year. I do not see an even split, but I definitely see those passing touchdowns going way up this year. Yeah, I think the overall touchdowns go way yeah. up. That's not a lot of touchdowns. They're going to put those touchdowns. Forty-two touchdowns. They're yeah. going to score they forty-two against Buffalo <laughs> and Georgia Southern combined. Forty-two touchdowns. That forty-two yes. points. No, forty-two touchdowns. Yeah, forty-two okay. touchdowns. They're going to win by forty-two against Buffalo. Could, they could get, I'll tell you this, they could get 21 touchdowns combined between those two teams. Like, that should not be insane. Between Georgia Southern and um, Buffalo? I don't think it's insane. 10 and 11? He could do it. Or 9 against Buffalo? and Tanner Mordecai did have a game where I think he threw 7 touchdowns last year. And Grant then he had a rushing one. And he had a, yeah, so 8 total touchdowns in one game just, just by Tanner. I would say unlikely, but not impossible. I do honestly think it was actually 9. I think he had 8 throwing touchdowns it and was 1 rushing. Yeah. I think it was Maryland SMU. I want. No, not Maryland. They played some other AAC school. Just an absolute bar murder. Some though. state school. Some state school. <laughs> so, not likely, but not impossible. Okay. And so, the other part I would say, the over-under that I have said is or what I would say, Tanner Mordecai, the record for touchdown passes by a quarterback of the University of Wisconsin, Russell Wilson, 33 touchdowns. Ooh. Tanner Mordecai, last year, threw 33 touchdowns. And that wasn't even his best year. The year before that, he threw 39 touchdowns. Oof. So, over under 33 touchdowns for Tanner Mordecai. Man, I... I don't know. It's tough because I think it's going to be a lot of rushing touchdowns in the red zone. And I wouldn't be surprised if they get up big in a lot of these games and Braden Locke gets to come in and throw the ball around a little bit too. So I, I'm i going to peel back a little bit. I think it's closer to upper 20s for him. I think there's still going to be a lot of rushing scores for this offense. This is the first time I'm going to be a little bit of a damper. I don't think he's going to quite set that record. I think we're going to have a... A little more split offense. Yeah. I think you'll see high 20s, mid 30s. High 20s for rushing touchdowns, mid 30s for passing touchdowns. Wait, mid 30s for passing mid touchdowns? Mid to low. For but passing? I, but again, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think they'll bring in a backup, oh, backup. at some point. Okay. They might get a, a pass. So I think Mordecai is going to be stuck in the t- high 20s. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I see him around thirty, and I think yeah. it's. I think he'll be within striking distance. Yeah, my guts tell me twenty nine's the number. Which I think he'll get it. I think it matters if they can oh, okay. to Phil Longo. Yeah. If they see yeah. it's just within striking distance, I think. And I was covering the team, and you guys, Matt, you weren't that young, Wooly. You were pretty young when Brett was here in their heyday. When I was still in diapers, right? But my, my, no, you were, yeah, <laughs> your old man diapers. Uh, Monte Ball. Yeah. He was tracking those. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Brett Bielema as the coach I was tracking that. the numbers for Russell and Ball. And it was important to him to get the records. Like they would they would pile on touchdowns. They would put up extra scores. And I don't think the Badgers will be quite to that level. But I do think as the season goes along, someone I don't think Phil Longo's sitting in the coach's box, but someone might say, Hey, the record for uh, passing touchdowns in the game is seven. You know, like different thing or whatever. I don't know what the number is, but yeah, like right. whatever it is, I I think they're going to be told that. 
Yeah, stuff like I mean, stuff like that really matters for recruiting too. Guys want to see that hey, I can go there, I can put up massive numbers. It helps later on down the line to get those players, the star players, those numbers. Scoring touchdowns is fun. Oh yeah, for fans and for players. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Just not fun for Bucky doing all the push-ups. Yeah, but you know <laughs> what? Bucky's got to buck up. Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.